The average bungee jump company sells 15,000 bungee jump cords a year. But what if you're the largest independent bungee jump cord company? How many do you sell in a year? Four? It's about four. What would attract someone like Brian Lynn to an independent bungee jump cord person who sells four bungee jump cords and puts his name in an independent phone book? Was it friendship? Was it an alibi? Was it someone to try his take on nachos? Brian Lind, a 47-year-old bungee jumper and tactical paper mache enthusiast, was on his way to the Rainforest Cafe in Tyson's Corner, Virginia, when he went missing. Okay, we're back. Um, we had a bit of a hiatus. I don't, I'm sure you as an audience don't know, but we, we took a little bit of time off. Um, uh-huh. You know, just sort of center ourselves. Um, it's been a weird couple of weeks for me. How about yeah. yourself, Owen? <laughs> well, yeah, definitely. What, uh, what's been weird for you? I mean, you know, a couple things. One, I, as you know, uh, as we've discussed before, I was interested in becoming a professional bowler for a while. And... Mm-hmm. I, and as you also know, I, you know, recently have been sort of rising in the ranks in the local drug dealing game. Um, Right. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm with one of the, one of the kingpins of the drug industry. And he said, you know, he was, he was coming at me saying, you know, I don't think you're good enough to run the drug business. And I, disagreed and so i said let's have a bowl off and the winner gets to head your drug empire and of course he was before he got into the business he was a um i'd say minor league professional bowler but long story short um we got into a bowl off and i did win uh, i'm pretty excited wow about that. congratulations yeah. Yeah, it was a 246. I'm pretty proud of that score as well. Um, and so I am now, uh, I guess you would say, a kingpin in the drug business. And so that has just taken up so much of my time. Um, uh, no pun intended. <laughs> no pun intended. But, uh, you know, I'll take it that, it, that it's there. Um, yeah, so if you're wondering why I'm wearing this bowling shirt... Um, that does have guns on it. That's that's why. Oh, you've merged the two your two interests. Yes. Um, I I have bought a bowling league or I bought a bowling alley and I'm sponsoring a bowling league. And this is like a good way, as I've been told, to funnel money in a more legitimate sense. And yeah. you know, I get to bowl, which is what I really wanted to do, anyways. Right. How much of your time is being taken up uh, being a drug kingpin uh, and how much of your time is spent bowling? Um, I would say it is about, 
you know, outside of the investigation, of course, outside of the investigation, I would say I spent about 65% of my time bowling and then the other 35% uh, drug kingpinning. Because once you have the infrastructure, it runs itself. I come in, yeah. I check my emails, I send a couple uh, Excel sheets to the people and I just say, hey, you know what, guys, you're doing a great job. Are you doing a lot of drug business over email? Yes. You know, I've been framing it as if we are starting a plant company. So, you know, the feds don't catch wise. Um, but I'm just like, hey, you know, this plant isn't maybe selling so well. Maybe push it harder or... And I use uh, uh, layoff as a term for murders if... You know, because you got to threaten okay. them. I don't like doing it. And I have so far, you know, <clears throat> fingers crossed, I've not done it yet. But people do yes. respond well in this business to the threat of murder. You have a bowling alley to launder your money. And then a f- mm-hmm. almost like a fake uh, online front that is a plant business. Yes. Which admittedly feels confusing now that you say it back. Like I should have just gone all bowling the whole way. But I, I think it, it was just more that I started really getting into the, like, you know, sunflowers mean uppers and things like that. I started getting into the fun of that. Yeah, I think there's a lot more fun to be had doing that. And if you're going to, you know, uh, be part of a or run a drug empire and it's not fun. Yeah. yeah what's the point? If it's not fun, why are you doing it? Change mm-hmm. careers if you're not having fun. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that's what's going on with me. What about you? Well, um, as you may have recalled, um, I turned FBI informant, uh, after, uh, being initiated into the drug trade. Mm -hmm. Um, it took some convincing, uh, the FBI was not, uh, looking for me to be an informant. Um, but I, uh, don't take no for an answer. And I was very persistent. Um, and so I spent the last two weeks relocating as part of WITSEC. Um, uh, they, the FBI has said they have moved me, um, so that I will stop, um, posting up outside of the FBI headquarters or following the FBI agents around. Um, They said that it was dangerous and a liability. Um, So they moved me um, a hundred miles. Um, I live just outside of San Bernardino County now. Um, And uh, I'm still waiting for my new identity. They said, we're not providing you with a new identity. Um, I said, look, you burned my last identity. If I was known for anything, it was staying put. Mm-hmm. And since you've relocated me, I feel like I don't know who I am anymore. Um, so I'm currently awaiting some information on my new life and my new job. Um, and I also put in a request for a wife and kids. So we'll see uh, how that shakes out. Um, I'm looking forward to starting over. Listen, I'm going to miss you. I'm going to miss having you around. Um, I liked, even though, you know, we've spent so long lately on, on um, 
on uh oh goodness what is it uh, house arrest we spent so long lately on house arrest i haven't gotten to see you very much in person but i liked knowing that you were a couple blocks away and now my buddy's 100 miles away um but that's a little disappointing but i love the idea of you getting your own uh wife and kids to this program i didn't even know yeah. that was an option um you know, they have repeatedly said that it's not. And then I said, you're the FBI. I saw that you got a little line item budget in the new uh, budget that Congress put together to put together a new building. I said, what's the big deal if you don't just add on whatever it takes to recruit a wife and kids and or genetically engineer them? I don't really know if the what the FBI is capable of. Um, which is what makes them the FBI. So I imagine that they can genetically engineer families. Um, so I said, look, do you really want me going back into the drug trade? They said, we don't care what you do. Um, and I think that's them playing hard to get. So um, I'm looking forward to <laughs> marrying uh, a six foot, seven tall, seven inch tall woman. That's what I requested. Um, and I asked that, uh, my kids be twins. Um, and I'm looking forward to it. So, uh, well, I really want that for you, buddy. Um, I, I know how important Thanks. it is. Um, we'll I come by the bowling alley as soon as we get together. Oh my God. You're always welcome. There's a lane saved for you every single time you come in. Um, oh, thank you. I do. Uh, and I appreciate that you're, you know, that you went to the FBI and you cited things that I have seen on your vision board before. Yes. Uh, thank I love you. that. Um, you know, this has been a wild, wild investigation. Our lives have completely changed since the start of this. Um, mm -hmm. We have met some incredible people and we're learning so much about Brian. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I would say the more we look into this, the more I think Brian Lind is alive. That's my, that's where I'm at right now. I think Brian Lind is alive. I think he escaped to an Island. That is my feeling. Um, yes. Yeah. How are you feeling about that? Um, there's some helicopters outside my new place. Um, you told me that the, the, those are FBI helicopters and they come around just to make sure you're not straying too close to an FBI building. Yes, that's correct. Um, uh, they have been monitoring me very closely. Um, at first they didn't want to monitor me very closely. You know, they put an ankle monitor on, uh, they said, don't come back to the FBI headquarters. I said, you could ensure that if I got some round-the-clock protection. They said, we can't afford that. I started shining a military-grade laser into uh, <laughs> overpassing commercial airlines. And what do you know? I've got helicopters um, coming by, checking on me. Oh. So I... Uh, but I digress. Um, I think that Brian is alive. Um, it seems to me, uh, from the information that we've had so far, that he is putting together, um, I don't know if I'm using this word correctly, but like a um, herd of concubines. Um, it seems that he had many women in his life, despite being a 
uh, Christian fanatic and a proud virgin. Uh, I think he's used his slender frame uh, to entice many women. And I think he is on an island starting a new society. I'm 99% positive that's what's happened. 100%. Yeah, I I, I could not agree with you more. Um, Well, I mean, I say let's just get into our next guest. I'd love to learn Mm -hmm. more about this case. So, um, hey, can you, uh, if you don't mind, you introduce yourself and just let us know your relation to the case. Hey, uh, yeah, I am a Jeremy Fisk, and um, I run Jeremy's Jumps. The it's an independent bungee jumping manufacturer, bungee jumping rope manufacturer. Oh, oh. wow! Yeah. So it is Jeremy because I thought that was a typo uh, on the email correspondence, but it's Jeremy. Yeah, people do this all the time. I don't understand why. <laughs> Okay. I typed it in. Just Jeremy. And it's F I S T K is the last name. Fisk. F I S T K. Okay. Fisk. Yeah, I thought those were two typos. I thought it was supposed to be an M and an accidental K. No. Uh, no, no great. No. Just Jeremy. for our records. Jeremy's Jumps. Uh, the number one selling independent bungee jump cord manufacturer in the country. Wow. You're number one. Independent. I'm not one, you know. <laughs> Oh. On the list of overall cord, if you count all the corporate fat cats, I'm 37. Okay. <laughs> but number one independent. Got it. Out of my garage, out of my, out of my uh, friend's garage, two garages. Two garages? So you're expanding? No. It's always been two garages. <laughs> okay. The, my garage, we make the cord. And then uh, my friend's garage is where we make it elast- elasticized. <laughs> Okay, I'm I'm curious about that process. So you just have like a like a standard cord. How do you elasticize a cord? Uh, there's a lot of stretching. Uh, we have a, a proprietary patent pending stretch machine, uh, and we uh, we it takes about um, oh, four months to stretch it from regular cord to bungee cord, standard bungee cord. Oh, okay. Wow. How, how long? Yeah, go. On. Yeah, I just can't say too much because it's patent pending, and I don't want to, you know, give all the details away. Oh, sure, right. that makes sense. Yeah. Um, how long have you been? How long have you owned this company? Oh man, let me see. Uh, since I was seventeen, and I am thirty-seven. So, so twenty years. Clean twenty years. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. Twenty years yesterday. 20 years yesterday. Yeah. That's incredible. And so is this your primary source of income? Uh, are, are you, are you financially viable? No, no, uh, no, no. I, um, you know, I, uh, had a, I have a savings account that my, uh, my mom left me that I've been using to survive that will run out by the end of the year, but I only make, Eight nine hundred dollars a year on this. <laughs> I'm curious because this takes four months to make a co- one cord. How many of these? Like, how much do you do you charge for for a cord? Uh, well, depends the length, of course. Uh, your standard length of cord, which is 150 feet, uh, we charge. Um, what we charge is three thousand dollars. 
but 2,900 and changes goes right back into it. So we only make, mm. you know, about 75, 60 to $75 profit on a 150 foot cord. Now, longer cord, less profit, shorter cord, also less profit. So 150 is the most profit we could make. So that's the ones I push for. Yeah. Even still, it doesn't seem like worth four months time for $150 profit. Uh Like hourly, I would say you're probably uh, Uh in the single pennies, maybe the maybe. And how much are you making doing this podcast? Well, I mean, I never, for Uh me, it's about the, 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 obviously the justice that we're going to find. Um, well, that's you can't put a price on justice. You can't put a price on justice for sure. Um, also, uh, obviously, we will get sponsorships. I feel very confident that we'll get a lot of sponsorships. Uh, I'm confident and, about that too. Are you about me getting some of the best jumpers and the other jump companies to come in? Landing pads, bridge makers, things like that. Bridge makers. So there are custom bridges made for bungee jumping. No, not yet. But that's part of what I. <laughs> trying to get going so, i mean i think some bridges are made back of their mind they say it don't say it it's for traffic it's for a train but it seems like it's for bungee jumping you know okay so, so part of your business model is that people will make custom bridges for your jump your jump cords yeah cords. i'm in a lot of meetings i'm in the meeting with uh the franklin bridge company uh we're trying to get custom bridges they're a little hesitant, uh, but well, I, th- I think they're coming around. I got a meeting with them after this. Oh, all right. Oh. So, boy, you're really hustling. Yeah. Yeah. They just said come in between nine and five and see if there's someone available. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's going to be five pretty soon. So I got to. Uh, <laughs> sure. Yeah. No, we don't want to sure. keep you. That sounds like. Um, yeah, yeah. We don't want to get in the way of your business. Obviously, yeah. So, what's your how did how did you know Brian? Well, Brian was my best customer for a while before he betrayed me and uh, <laughs> went to Bunchco and started getting all of his bungees from Bunchco. Who, uh, man, it's like, come on, yeah, they're shiny, right? They're the best ones. They've killed the fewest people, but. <laughs> Well, where's the heart? Where's the one-on-one camaraderie? You know, they have a big factories up in Canada and two and one in England, one in Ireland, and they make them all over and they know all the bridge makers. And here I am struggling, but making one customized for the heart. And then Brian ditches me just to save a few bucks and to get, get his name out there. Wow. That's really tough. Did he, did he explicitly say that? Say what? That he, that he was leaving you... Uh, to get his name out there uh, no. um, and to save a few bucks? No, he said, it takes you too long and most of your cords break and I'd like to be safer. But <laughs> the subcontext was there of him just selling out. Uh-huh. <clears throat> uh, um, I'm, uh, how many, I'm curious, just how many, um, uh, uh, what percentage of your ropes would you say break? Eventually, 100%. <laughs> okay, that's bad. That's a bad number. Uh, are you in the business? Do you know the numbers compared to Bunchco or some of these other bungee? No. 
No, I don't know specifically Bunchco. I did go to their website. Uh, it does. They do brag. They do pride themselves on having killed the fewest people, yeah. um, which website. I, as a consumer, I enjoy. You know, that makes me feel comfortable. Yeah, I, I do suppose maybe that's industry standard that eventually every bungee cord does break. And is that part of the is are is it kind of measured in the way that like. Uh, you know, uh, um, you can get this many miles on a tire before the tread wears out. Is that sort of to be expected? Yeah, we call them leaps. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, Bunch Co. claims to get 10,000 leaps per cord. Okay. Which they've done pretty consistently. But what about a million? What about two million? What about 80 million? Eventually, it's going to break. Okay. Right. I get, mm-hmm. three, I get three leaps per cord. <laughs> But they all break eventually. <laughs> uh, my max is fifteen, so that's pretty good. So just just to just to be clear, you charge three thousand dollars for a cord that takes four months to make, and you get three jumps per cord. That's what I can rate it at legally. Some okay. get up to fifteen. And are these? I imagine you're not testing with people with these initial leaps, right? It's no, not. I, I was do. Okay, yeah. I was doing a little uh, estimating with bungee cords. Mine were more slingshots, but I figured that the science was about the same. And I was using watermelons uh, mm-hmm. to launch over into my uh, my former neighbor, uh, their son, who had um, conned me out of a stack of uh, vintage uh, nudie magazines. Um, I was launching watermelons at him trying with my own cord. Uh, so I used watermelons. What do, what do you use to test your cords? Uh, yeah, I, I used to use watermelons, but they don't have the same weight distribution. You know? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But so now I use... Um, I, I, buy, I buy a sack of flour. <laughs> and I use a sack of flour um, every once in a while. Uh, I'll use, um, other melons like a cantaloupe, but I'll tie I'll put a, a stick through them like a, so there, it's almost like a snowman. So the weight district oh. so it's like three and you stick like a kebab, but then that's the head, body, legs, you know, mm-hmm. must melon. I'll use a must melon. What's a, I don't know what a must melon is. It's a melon. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Just, I don't know. I'm not. It's, I just sometimes they're cheaper if them if I have my Ralph's card and I can get a muskmelon for cheaper I'm going to use a muskmelon. Got it. Sure. In the produce section, uh, I've used dogs. Um, oh, I've used uh, what other kind of melons? Grapefruits, pineapples. I'm sorry. I have to circle back. The dogs mm-hmm. are they okay or? What the dogs? Yeah, the dogs that use. <laughs> yeah, the dogs. Yeah. yeah, they're okay at it. They get a little scared, and so I don't like to use dogs. But sometimes people leave dogs in my house, so I have them. <laughs> okay. Um, why are people leaving dogs in your home? <laughs> well, my girlfriend leaves her dogs. She'll come by and she'll leave her dogs here, and then a year later she'll come by and she'll leave more dogs. And uh, I don't know. She just comes over and she uses the bathroom and then says she has to run to her car and then she's gone and there are dogs in my house. 
I try to call her, but then the number's disconnected. I don't know. She's yeah, she's a good together. Hmm. Yeah. No, it sounds like an interesting relationship. How long have you guys been together? <sighs> Since we were, well, we kissed behind the church when we were 12. So I'd say... Since then, we were after Sunday school, we smooched about 25 years, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah, 25 and years yesterday. Wow, and, wow, that's amazing. Uh, and, and she once a year comes by, drops some dogs off, uses the bathroom, and leaves roughly. <laughs> yeah, roughly once. A year. Sometimes, you know, it's every few months, sometimes she stays, she'll have a juice, and then we'll, um, you know, she'll go again, but that's. <laughs> You know, different people have different relationships, you know. And she's never come back looking for the dogs. Isn't that weird? (laughs) Every time she comes back, she just has more dogs. And I don't hear a single word about the previous dogs. (sighs) That is weird. Do you think that she is somehow under the impression or utilizing you as some sort of dog disposal? now yeah because <laughs> you know sometimes i'll have the dogs and sometimes you know they'll poop and there's a little baggie of drugs in them oh mm. okay drugs in it. so wonder, i'm sorry what's your girlfriend's name uh wanda 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 meeks <laughs> wanda meeks yeah i don't know what wanda meeks Okay, sorry. I just I know a drug dealer that uh, hides drugs in in dogs. Name Wanda Meeks. Name Wanda Meeks. Yeah. No, her name's Wanda Neeks with an N. (laughs) There's a chance I might have written it wrong on the spreadsheet because that's something I would mess up. (laughs) Um, I don't know. Entirely different name, just like Jeremy and Jeremy. Sure. Yeah, wildly different. Um. Well, yeah, no, um, that's, that's a tough relationship. The Wanda Meeks, I will say that I know does kind of fit a bit of the description in terms of age and connection. She's on my payroll. If you'd like, I can reach out and see if it's the same person. What does she look like? Um, I have so many people on the payroll, but, Mm -hmm. um, she has, uh, gray streaks down, uh, her hair. Her hair is black, but with gray streaks. Uh Um, she has a lot of facial piercings. Uh-huh. Um, she's usually uh, wearing a Giuliani for president shirt. Um, uh-huh. she has one thigh high boot. Um, and then just Wh- one other regular boot. Which side is the thigh high boot? Uh, left side. Okay. Yeah. And she kind of talks like sort of a, like a Fran Drescher, but like a tired mm. Fran Drescher. Um, uh-huh. very nice, very polite. Um, but she does hide drugs and dogs. I mean, that sounds a lot like um, the Wanda I know, except for my Wanda has gray hair with black streaks. Mm. And her yeah. boot, her boot's on the right side, if you're looking at her in a mirror. So, yeah. Interesting. I wonder if they know each other. They, they seem like they have a lot in common. Possibly. <laughs> Got a little bit of that zebra. Is it a zebra white with black stripes or black with white stripes type of thing going between your two Wandas? Uh-huh. <laughs> so so when was the last time you talked with Brian? Um I would say um about um 
seven or eight months ago, he came in to pick up the last bungee cord that he ordered five months prior. Um, and, you know, that was after he said he was leaving, but he said he was going to pick that one up. So he came in and we talked for a little while and I begged him on my knees and kissed his feet and hugged his legs and cried a lot to try to get him to come wow. back. And he just didn't even respond, you know, and he said he was tired of the hospital bills being so much every time he used one of my cords and tired of it breaking just from loading it in his car and you know the that stuff and said bunchko gave him a new van and that kind of stuff so that was that's what i remember from the last time we saw each other wow would you consider brian a close friend of yours i would say he was my best friend <laughs> yeah wow yeah, I would say he was my best friend. He was uh, going to be the best man at my wedding. Um, but I never proposed to anyone. So I would I would text him a lot. And he would text back sometimes. So I'd say we're best friends. Jeremy, can I ask you... Um, wait, how did you... I'm, I don't recall. I apologize if you've already said this. How long did you know Brian? We met um, when I was like I was. We met at a stoplight when I was in my early twenties. At a stoplight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I had run over him at a crosswalk, and we met then. Okay, so I was twenty one, twenty two. How did you mend that? How did you mend that interaction? That does not sound like an interaction that would. A uh, friend that would. Uh, oh right, yeah. Uh, I hit him, and he went unconscious, and so I ran from. I ran across the street, and uh, pretended, and I grabbed a doorknob and waited for him to come to, and then I pretended I walked out of the house and went, "Oh my god, someone just." <laughs> <laughs> and so he never. I don't think he ever found out it was me, and you know, so I was his savior. Oh okay. Yeah. yeah, so you took lem- you really took a lemons and made it a lemonade situation. Yeah, I guess I did. Yeah, I guess I did. Thank you. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I respect the ingenuity. Um, it's definitely not something I would have thought of in that moment. Um, no. Yeah, no, I didn't. I couldn't go back to jail. So <laughs> you think back to jail. Yeah. Yeah. What were you in jail for the last time? Oh, uh, you know, selling faulty bungee cords. <laughs> <laughs> when you first start out, you don't know what you're doing. It was trial and error, you know, and I was, but I needed money. So I put them out there and I got pinched for it. Wow. You are really committed to this. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it sounds like um, it has cost you a lot of money and it's even put you in jail, but still you persist. Um, number one. Why is that? Because I'm number one. I'm number one independent. Keep in mind. <laughs> bungee cord manufacturer in the country right it seems like you if you could be the number one independent bungee jo- bungee cord manufacturer you could be the number one independent something else that is less dangerous or less um uh, illegal uh why bungee cords um 
Man, so what, ever since I was a little kid, one of my favorite things was bouncing. And so um, I like to bounce. I like to see bounce. I like the movie bounce. Um, so <laughs> I... Wait, you like the movie bounce? The, the Gwyneth Paltrow movie? <laughs> yeah. Have you seen it? <laughs> I don't think so. Well, it's great. Anyways, I just love bouncing. And then the first time I saw someone jump off of a bungee... And they bounce so high. I went, man, if I could be part of that bouncing. And, you know, obviously I'm a big trampoline fan, but there's, it's not the same kind of bounce you get from jumping off of a bridge or a building or a, a circus tent and just bouncing back up on a cord. And I said, if I could help people bounce like that, then I've been doing something with my life. Um, it sounds like uh, you will be out of business fairly soon and i'm sorry to hear it um i don't understand well you're gonna run out of money um mm -hmm. yeah the money your mom gave you is gonna go away right and then mm -hmm. you're not selling enough to continue on um right am i am i incorrect on this yeah i guess i guess i guess not i haven't thought about it that way yeah. Well, yeah. listen, I'm just saying I just I really admire that you you've been persistent for 20 years. Well, it takes a lot to stay on top. So, mm -hmm. and since I'm the number one independent bungee cord maker. It seems like you've got arguably an endless supply of dogs. Maybe you could turn that into some sort of income to help uh, finance this situation. Are you, um, listen, buddy, I've thought about using dog skin for the rope and it's just not viable. That's what you're getting at. <laughs> oh, I, boy. I, 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 I probably wouldn't have got to that after a thousand guesses. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've thought about it and it's not going to work. Dogs have sure. their skin is too tight and you can't even stretch it enough. Yeah. No, so, I don't. I don't think that's going to work. Their intestines aren't as stretchy as cartoons mm -hmm. make you think they are. And um, so I don't think I'm going to be able to turn dogs into a bunch of cords. If that's what you're suggesting. No, I mean, no. I, I, I don't mean to speak for, for Owen, but I, I think uh, that's not exactly what he was trying to get at. Um, I will say, you know, the, the listener can't see, but in, in the frame of your video, there are, what I believe to be 11 dogs sitting perfectly calmly waiting for you to get off. It seems like you're very good at training them because they're mm -hmm. just sort of waiting patiently for you to get off the call. Yeah. Um, those are not the dogs who are currently still with us that you can see. Okay. <laughs> so those are taxidermy dogs. Those are taxidermy dogs that I have wow. to guard my how my home and my business i it, those are some interesting poses as i did think some of those dogs were still alive you have one um what appears to be cleaning himself uh <laughs> one that appears to sort of be like sleeping on his back on your couch um those look lot alive to me the, those are not common poses for taxidermy dogs Oh, well, thank you, because that's, you know, I'm not all bungee cords, and that's my hobby is taxidermy, so. Yeah, I, 
I, I, I honestly, great job. They all look very alive. I guess that makes more sense to me why so many are wearing sunglasses and hats, <laughs> but, um, yeah, we're still. doing, uh, you know, uh, I'm doing a shot for shot remake of weekend at Bernie's with dogs. And so you caught me in the middle of production. They don't normally wear the sunglasses and hats, but, uh, hey, are, are you using all those dogs to play the role of Bernie or do you have multiple Bernie's. Well, there are laws about how long you can have a dog on set. So <laughs> I don't think a dead dog. <laughs> I don't. I just don't want to risk it. I don't. Like I said, I'm not going back to prison. So I, each dog stands in for a different part of weekend at uh, Barksies is what I'm calling it. Wow. I mean, oh, well, okay. send me a copy when that's done because I'm excited to see it. I will. Yeah. You just got to make sure yeah. you have a VCR. Okay. I hate to move back to the case a little bit, but I'm curious. Um, what we've learned about Brian was that he was he was very on edge. He did tactical play mache, um, and he kept weapons on him a lot. Did would you say he was in any danger that you saw? No, not really. He actually seemed to usually be pretty safe. You know, he'd come and he'd have blood on him and he'd show up with guns and he'd say, oh, I'm finally, I'm safe for the day. And so it seemed like he was pretty much. He would routinely do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say, I'd say a lot of times I saw him is when he needed a place to lay low uh, for various stuff. And, um, but he seemed like he was okay usually, you know. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So what? I'd say he's a pretty safe guy. Okay. You know, I'm looking at a news article mm-hmm. and um, I'm curious, do you know if Brian uh, bought any uh, bungee cords between like, m- like March and April of 2015? From who? From me? From you. Uh, I'd have to um, 2015 March yeah. April yeah 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 I think he did I think he did buy one I'm looking at my receipts here okay because uh, there is an article about how the FBI found two dead mafia assassins whose bodies had been <laughs> thrown off a bridge in bungee cords and I'm thinking maybe that was Brian's way of disposing them what do you mean I, in bungee? Like they had a bungee cord attached to them? Yeah, I think he was trying to throw them off of a bridge to make it look like they were bungeeing off a bridge, but I think that, that he got one of the cords before it went out because they just sort of bounced up, and that's where the FBI found them. They bounced up? Yeah, they bounced. Yeah, I, I don't... Think, uh-huh. Yeah. How big was the bounce, you know? I don't know. Uh, I, I don't think it was much of a bounce. No. That's a shame. What was your question? I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm just, I was just trying to track to see if I, I just feel like the more I learn about Brian, the more I feel like he's involved with a lot of the goings on of the town. Yeah. And so know. it looks like he bought two cords and he said they need to be able to, he has, and then he had me Google how much do mafia guys weigh. And he had you Google that. Yeah, he said his computer was broken, and so I Googled it. I'm surprised there's a standard on uh, Mafia guys. Yeah, it turns out it's about 195. Oh. Well, that's lighter <laughs> than I thought, honestly. 
That's what I said. But they said in the seventies it was two fifteen. But mafia guys have caught the fitness craze just like They've the rest slimmed of us. Up. Yeah. So I could have been. I could have. You know, once I sell the bungees, I don't ask what people do with them. I just assume they jump. I guess. Yeah. For sure. Well, it's a shame that those got confiscated by the FBI. It sounds like they were. They had a few more leaps left in them. Yeah, Pat, at least two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least two. So, Journey, um, if you could say anything to Brian, what would you what would you tell him? Uh, I would say, Brian, uh, dude. I know you're still out there because you told me you were never going to die. And um, I miss you. And I need you to be here and help me because I'm lost without you. And just answer my texts, please, if you're out there, because I'm not 100% sure my phone's on. And uh, when you get back, Let's have some nachos, and um, that's what I would say. I think to Brian because I don't think I don't I I don't think he's dead. Like I said, he said he was never going to die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, he'd come in and he'd say he'd bust in my door in the middle of the night and he'd be wired and he'd say, "I'm never going to die, Jeremy. I'm never going to die." In the middle of the night, he would do this? Yeah, I mean, sometimes in the middle of the day, but a lot of times in the middle of the night, he'd just be like, you know, and he'd leave footprints, these dark footprints in the across my house, and then he'd be like, I'm never going to die, ah, you know, and be yelling, and then he would just, like, raid my, my cabinets and just eat all my stuff, and then and then, uh, then he would make me some nachos, and he'd leave. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. I mean, the first part sounded dark, but as uh, the nachos before you leave is very nice. That's yeah, a he very always, gesture. he oh, every time he did that, every time he imposed before he left, he'd make me nachos. Yeah, that's really cool, honestly. Yeah, that's really they were, cool. Yeah, he was really bad at it, but the thought counts. <laughs> when you say really bad at it, what would he do? <laughs> It was just like he never got the cheese to chip ratio right. So sometimes it'd be like all chips, no cheese, or all cheese, no chips. Um, <laughs> all chips, no cheese? Yeah, sometimes it'd be like three chips and just like a huge, big sheet of melted cheese. Or sometimes he'd put it in the microwave for like 11 and a half minutes and it'd just <laughs> fry everything. He'd put garbanzo beans on there sometimes or... Sometimes he'd put cottage cheese instead of cream cheese or uh, cream cheese too, but um, sour cream. I don't know, man. But sometimes, like once out of every fifty times, he'd make the best nachos I ever had. Wow, it sounds like he's wildly incompetent at simple <laughs> foods. I don't know. I, I, he never made me anything else, so maybe he's great at burgers or something. Was it, I, you know, I don't want to hold you up. I know you got to go somewhere. I'm curious, would you like to, uh, you know, throw out a quick plug for your business? Uh, we'd love to send people your way if we can. Oh, yeah. So it's uh, Jeremy's Jumps. Um, we make we're the number one independent bungee cord maker in the country. Um, I don't have a website because I don't believe that they help. And um, so you could look in. 
not the main phone book, but there's a private phone book called, uh, it's just called uh, Phil's phone numbers. Oh, there's one of the dogs. Uh, it's Phil's. Phil's phone book? Phil, Phil's phone book. It's my uncle, Phil. Can you hear my dogs barking? Yeah, they something those are the really two, set them off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, those are the two that are, haven't gone yet. Okay. And, uh, you know, they're getting excited because we're going to shoot the movie later. I'm sorry they're barking so loud. No, that's okay. Yeah, I get it. I know how actors are. They're very temperamental. Uh, but Phil's phone book, it's this guy, Phil, who makes his own phone book. You've never used it? No. Never heard no. of this. Yeah. It's uh, it's uh, it's got some numbers in it. My number's in there. So you can get a lot of Phil's phone books are found at a lot of dentist office in the lobby. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah. we can go to a dent. There'd be a little Phil's. It's got to look. It looks like it's made in just someone printed off some paper and folded it in half, and that's mostly what it is. And stapled it. A lot of dentist office. You can find it at a lot of train stations. Um, okay. So if you go, if you find a Phil's phone book, look me up, Jeremy's Jumps, and there will be a phone number in there, and that's the phone number of a payphone uh, by the laundromat that's around the corner from me. And if someone's near that, they might answer, and then they'll let me know if they know who I am. <laughs> okay. So what are the odds that? somebody would get in be able to get in touch with you well we i'm, need, number, we I'm the number in fields <laughs> oh right so i'd say the odds are pretty high if i'm making if i'm making four bungee cords a year yeah i will say knowing all the the steps it takes to get in contact with you it is astonishing to me that you have sold four a year for 20 years yeah, yeah. that's pretty impressive actually yeah well thank you i am impressive thank you <laughs> <laughs>